Hello everybody, it is September 25th, 2022, the last weekend of September. We are officially in fall. Woo, already fall. fall. Autumn. Oh, we forgot to mention Three Dog Night, Three Dog September, not Three Dog Night, it was, uh, uh, oh my gosh, oh, I can't Lord. believe it, uh, September. Just blank. Uh, um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire, they so rock. Okay, anyway, welcome to the CC and JT Amata Awa, where production values go to die. Across the table for me is CC. And across from me. Hello, everybody. Uh, so we have um, not really a jam-packed episode today. <laughs> well, that's probably the jam-packed life right now. Yeah, we're kind of busy. If, you've, uh, if you're following along here, uh, first of all, just uh, for those of you that are new to the experience, you poor, poor things. This is uh, what you have here is two writers of a certain age who are independent writers. We published a book on Amazon, and you can find links to that on our website, carsonhume.com. And we uh, are here to talk about our week, and we're here to talk about our experiences as writers, and hopefully... Uh, perhaps give a shining light to those of us that are on the path with us, their head behind or with us, blah, blah, blah. So we trying to find some way to help you help us or help us help you. Help me help you. Help me help you help me. Okay, that's our scrubs moment. <laughs> uh, so very briefly or quickly, we got a few things going on. Just uh, a few. We spent the yesterday in an intense editing session we received our joint work our current work in progress that he and i wrote uh again for those of you new to the new system uh we are working on a book where i wrote a chapter she wrote a chapter i wrote a chapter from the mail point of view, you wrote a chapter from the view it's just a it's just a silly little romance uh not nothing to be taken as a higher formula to cha no but it was just it was kind of fun to do mm -hmm. we got feedback from a content editor not a person not an editor where you would think that we look at punctuation and grammar but people who are someone who looked at our ideas and looked for plot holes and we got some very good feedback and we've been working furiously on updating it because as we discussed in previous podcasts this might come as a surprise gentle listener but Cece and I have been together for 40 something years and so we're kind of we're in kind sync. we're kind of in sync so what was obvious to us was not obvious to the content editor, and no. what was not con obvious to the content editor, therefore, is not obvious to the world in general. CC understood what I was saying, I understood what CC was saying, nobody else would. Well, maybe. Maybe. But I'm anyway. sure some people would. So we spent six or seven hours yesterday at least, and boy, when we went to bed last night, tired. Yeah, our poor brain cell. We overworked it yesterday. Yeah, yeah that poor brain cell. And we're going to be doing more of that today. But it's actually very interesting the way uh, if you are a third person in the room watching how Cece and I, you know, share that brain cell, it might be either quite funny or quite interesting or, you know, probably both, probably more funny, especially when we start to get into the nuances and the very deep diving. And it's like we have to take a step back and saying we're overanalyzing this, aren't we? Yes, we have a tendency to do that. Uh, yeah, we over things just a wee bit, a little bit. And here we have family members, you know, are trying to reach into it, reach out to us yesterday and say, hey, can you? And we're going, nope, 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 nope. Editing. Not today and probably not, you know, well, not yesterday and, and not today. So, um... Fortunately, there stands to also write. Yeah. So we are, as a family, pretty much on... Yeah, it's funny. It's it's funny how I sort of skipped a generation there. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's so funny how we're descended from writers that so skipped a generation. Didn't skip a generation after. Well, 
Well, in your case, a family of writers, in my case, it was, my family wasn't incredibly literate. I mean, they had the education and everything. They weren't into literature. My they were storytellers. Yeah, oh, but yeah, the Irish Sto side. Yeah, storytellers. Story so, but not the, the written word. And so you are what, uh, yeah, uh, hybrid, just like my car. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Toyota. <laughs> yeah, and I won't mention how much I like riding my car. Ah! Oh! I went there. Oh! I went there. Yeah. Boy, did you go there. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, this will be the last you hear from uh, JT. Uh, it was nice talking <laughs> to you. Okay. Well, the the reason we are working so furiously on the edits is that the script is due back to our editing Friday, yeah. which is coincidentally another big day for you. Yeah, it's the big retirement day. So this is my last with a, with a day job at this stage in my life now. I may go back to getting like a part-time job so I could work on my social security course. But um, but yeah, it's this is the last week after 15, almost 15 years in December, December. Uh, of being at, you know, with one organization. And it's um, jarring. Jarring, yeah, because it really, it's pretty close to 40 years of public service. And it's like, yeah. Yes. Um, and of course, we have something else going on at the same time as we have our class going on, our right. graphics design class. And oh my God. I'm not sharing anything from that graphics design class this week. We posted some last week, not this week. Well, and this is, I don't know if this realized about yourself, but I did not realize you were so fixated on being good at everything you try. But this was a little outside your comfort zone. Yeah, I, I what this part of the graphic arts design class is, uh, do, not do Sketching. Sketching. And I don't sketch. I haven't sketched since elementary school, and I suck at it. No, and no. I, well, I'm not good at it, and I like to be good at what I do. And it's like after spending all week working on sketches for the assignment, I came to the realization. So, <laughs> so. No, I think what you weren't considering is that you have done this so long that you're very good at what you do in your day job in particular. And you didn't start out good at it. When you first picked it up, you were doing the best you could with what you had until you got the rooted out. You can do the sketching. You have the skills. It's just you are at that level right now where it feels like everything is terrible. So you, you have to your brain a little bit. Oh, but it was such a struggle. It was I was fighting against myself as I was fighting with the pencil, and that was just it was just terrible and it's stressful and it's um and it's and we've talked uh, we've talked about this before. The three hardest words a man can say is I don't know because it's a public admission of vulnerability, and it's like I don't know how to sketch, and it was like. Ow, it was not pretty, and I'm not going to put anything up. You, on the other hand, you sketch all the time, and your work was definitely a result of that. It's quite good, and I, I'm looking forward to this next assignment, which is, of course, you know, feedback from us, sir, and uh, then actually creating our logos, which uh, we are doing. We are creating mutual logos for ourselves, me for Jaden, you for Cassidy Carson. Carson Cass Cassidy Carson. Sorry. Carson I, is last. I, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, we live in Carson City, so I know. It, it, I know. It's, it's confusing. <sighs> okay, so uh, another jam-packed week. And um, since we're talking about retirement, we're going to talk about, in this podcast, we're going to talk about uh, careers in a way. Before we go there, to be I think uh, the only other thing we did this past week was uh, comment on our fellow's work from the previous week, and oh that was gosh. an interesting exercise too. Oh, are they so talented? Some people, yeah, they definitely are. feel like the uh, bottom of the barrel in this group. Yeah, the, we, it was, it's obvious that to us. We believe that the, that the uh, students brought skills to this class, and so what I'm looking forward to is just based on their sketches, on not their sketches, but the the works that we saw. They were pen drawings, I think. Yeah, pen drawings. But even so, 
uh, seeing what they do with you know the entire suite and yes. see what they look like at the. I'm I'm actually I'm just sort of on the edge of my because I we're gonna see some amazing amazing things. That's true, and we have to remember that we may be the oldest class, so ours is different than theirs. Yeah, it's definitely where there's some there. Okay, uh, anyway. and so kudos to them. We're gonna talk about careers or actually non-career. The path's not taken. Very famous quote. Uh, the path's not taken. Uh, Robert Frost. Yes, actually, I have a Robert book right here. Yeah, Robert Frost, and. It's so what we thought about is um, so writers write what they know, and sometimes they do write what they don't know in that shows, but writers write what they know. And a lot of the things that I've written about, and probably some of the things you've written about, are you know the first hand experience that we've had in public, and also other uh, experiences as we've gone away, like going to school and interacting with people and adventuring. Uh, you know, we're, we're not well traveled, as what I think when I think of well traveled, I think that are you know globe trotters, so, like so your grandmother, like my grandmother. But we're not really that kind of you know globe trotters. But we've right. we've seen we've seen a few. Yes. And and along the way, of course, um, you and I, when we left high school, we had no clue what we were going to do. We had no clue what we, what we were going to do. And we sort of fell into the careers later in life. We bucked that trend or that stereotype is as you go to high school, you go to college, you, you pick a career, you have a career that comes from college, you have a family, you begin buy a home, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We didn't do any of that. Well, actually, we did do that. We just did it completely out of we order. We threw everything into a big bowl and stirred it up and it just kind of happened when it and, happened. And it, it was not pretty, but we did finally end up into a, a career, into careers, which uh, play to our strengths. Now, just very quickly for me, I should have known in high school because I was in a big data analytics uh, in my senior year of high school and gathering data and, um, and tabulating the data and formatting the data and presenting the data was something I really enjoyed in high school. And that should have been a big clue to me. And that's what I finally ended up into uh, as when I uh, got into public service. I, I be- When I first got into public service, I was computer tech. But I started learning to do reporting and things like that. And that's, you know, that's what I found to be my strength. And that's what I ended up with. For you, you, uh, you know, you were sort of pointed at the, the office work kind of thing. But it didn't actually turn out that way. Well, it did for a while, hmm. which was funny. In my senior year of high school, graduated in a very small class. Six, six of us graduated, one left. But I think the five of us that... Uh, we were all offered scholarship college, not necessarily a university, but more of a uh, business college or a, a mm-hmm. uh, word right now, uh, just a trade college, basically. Yeah, tra- a trade school. Trade school. So uh, the scholarship I was offered was to a business clerical. And I had to take clerical courses in high school, the typing, the shorthand. I did know Greg shorthand, dead art, but the I decided that wasn't really what I wanted to do, so I turned down the scholarship. Uh, my grandparents wanted me to be a corporate lawyer. So when I started college, it was with the idea that I was a corporate lawyer. And no, I mean, law is interesting, yes, the the nuances of it, but actually having to sit down and fight somebody over a point of law was really not what I was. So that pretty went by the wayside for a couple of reasons. I realized I wouldn't be good at it, and I got married. Yeah, well, let's let's just take a sidebar. Yep. Sidebar. Ha <laughs> ha. Sorry, we'll take a side turn here, and we'll say that very few lawyers actually do end up in court. Right. Yeah, right. But you didn't know that at the no, time. You no. didn't know that at the time. You you just had the media representation of right. And that but, goes but that back shaped to you, yeah. but that shaped your decision. But that kind of goes back to what you were saying too. That we write what we know. So if I had written about lawyers, I would have been writing media representing the Perry Mason of lawyers. Yeah, right. But that. You 
very true that that's played into my decision. And no, I don't think so. Even though I was fairly good at debating. Anyway, things happen and blah, blah, blah. I end up getting jobs and they're pretty much all clerical because that's what I learned in high school. But my most recent clerical job evolved to what actually turned out to my passion. It has a lot to do with history. And uh, so, yeah, it's like we kind of, as young adults, we don't really see what our strengths are. Yeah, that's and, it exactly. Yeah, because, and that, I, you know, I just said that is, uh, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do because you know, because I, folks, my childhood, and it, you, it was, so when I graduated high school, I was just high and dry. I didn't have anything to do. I didn't know what my strengths are. I didn't know what my passions were. I didn't know Jack. And a year later, I joined the Air Force just to get out of Carson City. And hey, here, guess what? <laughs> and we've been here for what thirty years now. Yeah, we came back. Okay, uh, so but let's let, now that we have the. Now that we have, you know, aged teeny tiny bit since we were teenagers. A little bit. Teeny tiny bit. Right. And we look back at things, we look back at choices. Now, let's pretend that we don't have those same choices. Okay. Let's just pretend we don't have those same choices. Instead, we have a better idea of what our passions are, what our energies are, and what our interests are. And so, uh, let's talk about the, the path not taken. If you knew then what you knew now, what career path do you would have taken? That is a really good question because writing has always been there as something that I really, with all the different things I've tried over the years, I always come back to writing. And so I think bigger global sense probably it would have been writing, but more professional, more only uh, publish earlier that type of thing. So maybe maybe go to go to go to the university. Yes. And get the, yes. get those degrees. And you know there. Are, and we will. And I want to say, in my personal opinion, that's the path that writers should take. Now I know that there's many many like many many writers that don't do that. Us included, but yeah. That do not have an English degree or an English literature degree, but I got to, I, in my opinion, from taking those classes at the college and the university, they've only helped. And I think that if someone is going to do something like that full time, as you are, I think being exposed to the multiple genres can only help someone. But that's just my opinion. But that's probably, if I had thought about it at the time, my secondary would have been, mm -hmm. which in some ways along with studying. And you would have um, been very good at it. I would have taught element. My preferred grade level was in second grade for the very first graders are figuring out third grader at the attitude, second grade spot where they're just malleable enough. And that was actually a career path that my parents talked me out of. They said I wouldn't. And they're whatever. right. <laughs> they are right. And actually, our oldest, an excellent example of how much went to it with very little financial return. There is a lot of return, and that return is not there. So those probably would have been two choices. So just something like a full-time writer or a career and or a teacher or teacher. maybe a teacher of English literature. Yep. Um, as for... And, I, and as I said, for both of those, I think you would have been, been very good at those, especially for the for the teaching part because of your very strong empathetic empathy. Your very, empathy, yes. Yeah, yeah, empathy. So I think that you would have been very good at uh, the teaching thing. I think that's America's loss. It's, but it also shows the influence of people we grew up with that we look up to. You know, guiding us uh, and basically guiding us away versus guiding us towards. You know, it's it's funny, and it probably was just a random conversation which they probably forgotten. Well, the other thing is, they sent me away from ward law. There was, my family had a very strong, you know, you have to be financially successful. They weren't so involved in feel a personal uh, satisfaction with your work. They did, in, my grandfather worked at a did architectural drafting, so he was very, but they weren't really in the more personal aspect of this is satisfying. And that was actually a lot of, and I don't mean to say generational, old, you know, generational old school, where the generation before us, you know, had that. 
and the generation immediate generations before that had that kind of view that uh, you 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 pick a job you pick a career you pick a, a company you you hang out for it your entire life uh, you don't really switch jobs whereas the current economy because of so many different factors so many different mitigating factors it, it's um, well let me put it a different way I hired hundreds of people for where my current workplace and at the beginning of that you know I would one of the things first things I would look at is how long somebody was at their previous job. I, you know, I stopped doing that because the economy looked terrible to public workers that they, you know, they were bouncing from job to job to job in order to job yes. because of layoffs and everything like that. So that changed from, you know, in, you know, in the span of 15 years, you know, where it was important to me that how long they stayed at a job versus um, just their skill set, basically. Skill set and attitude became far more important. Uh, if we got somebody that was at their previous job for more than two years, that was just bonus. Well, and that it that kind of comes back to a societal shift that happened throughout the course of our adulthood is that we grew up in a time when people were expected 30 years at a corporation and retire. And, mm-hmm. that, you know, you might do something in retirement that was career-like, but... Basically, you had a career and you retired. Now, people jump from job to job to their jobs, change jobs, being different, and to get ahead in the world. And don't forget, of course, the corporations are changing under them all through yes. mergers and acquisitions all right. the time. So, uh, for example, I could tell the, one of the subcontractors that... Uh, uh, that I worked with constantly over these last 15 years. I worked with the same two people over 15 years. But during that 15 years, their company went from this to this to this to this. I, I, I'm thinking at least four or five different changes um, through acquisition and mergers and things like that. And those two people, you know, stayed in the same position. They got better job, got better paid, but their their job descriptions never changed. So basically the jobs changed, the companies changed around them, but the jobs didn't change. Yeah, so, and that's common. Yes. So that's a, that's a change. That's one change over, so we started the, our work for time. Yes. Uh, um, so, okay, so, uh, so writer, teacher. Yes. Okay, for me, I can only think of one, but I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say one that's funny first. Um, when I was a very young lad, I remember sitting in a, a parking lot in Sparks, Sparks, Nevada, uh, in a very small grocery store on Prater Way. And I was thinking, you know, gee, and I'm really, I'm only like five or distinctly where this, I want to be a cop. Okay. I want to be a cop. And after, it took me a while to figure out why I wanted to be a police officer. I finally figured out that after all the time, theoretically respect and gravitas with True. the law. And of course, we know now, you know, who are a police officer, much more complicated, me, much more complicated than, you know, than that. And so I think that, you know, uh, because of my eyesight, I was never going to be a cop. 2400 is not a good being a cop. Uh, but, you know, just um, it was probably a good choice for me not to be a cop because I just don't have that kind of smoke. Mickey's right. kind of attitude on me, but it's funny that I rem- I think I remember that memory from you know fifty something years ago that I want to be a cop, and it's like wow. And um, and I think as for my other path, not to, I'm trying to think of two adult careers now that I've got the perspective. And one of those is, is I think I probably would if I didn't had to do it over again. I think I would have gone gone to, I would have gone to law. Uh, because I could, because I like that uh, I like that debate not a, you know the adversarial debate with a colleague but the advers- not the but the collegial debate of determining paths and projects and directions and I'm a word nerd I, I, and um, to do you know legal writing official writing it, to me I think would be probably a little bit of fun though it probably become very excruciating after a certain you know number of years when you're writing the same opinion well you may be writing this but law sh- so 
you'll be writing the based on whatever you've been made to the law. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really sure what kind of you know law I would have got into, but I would I would have um, I would have uh, really liked to have engaged in that community. I don't really uh, you know I you know I could see you maybe as a kind of a pro bono lawyer maybe because of your you also are a very empathetic person toward people are kind of a lower society you as like your background you have some general background social work areas not doing the actual social work but kind of skirting around it so i could see being that type of lawyer yeah the uh the, the old phrase we don't fight the fight because we might win we fight the fight because we need to fight the fight right and so that that, that would that would appeal to me um but my fear is as if uh, is that if I'd been if I had gone to law school at that age that I would turn into one of those kind of lawyers? Hi, Joey. Uh, oh. <laughs> and so I would fear my fear is I would have turned into that kind of person. And so it maybe was good that I didn't actually get into law because I I may I've gotten into I may have gotten in wrongs because the money be attractive. The other uh, money and the power, the, the, the prestige, and the, the and all of that. Yes. So it's like so that's probably. Uh, probably for all things considered, I, I think I would have liked the law if I could have gotten into the law and, and for the right reasons and been pointed in the right direction from the get-go. And my fear is, is that would not have happened and I would have been... Well, and that's the thing. There are some adults who are very strong in their conviction, but I think both of us were not. We were, we were raised in rather strict environments in various ways. So we were, you do as you're told. Mm -hmm. And in that way, the working world, and easy for some, you do this. And your, you know, your moral compass might say your training. Uh, it's, it's, it, it would have been, it would have problematic. been, it would have been problematic. It would have been problematic. Um... And the other career uh, that uh, this and this will come as a total shock to you, nah, uh, it was probably would have been an English professor. I, I would have wanted it not perfectly emulate my grandfather, but I would have wanted to you know put in the time and the effort to become an English professor. The problem is is uh, is just to get an English degree. There are some requirements there that I couldn't would not be able to get past. Uh, and but I did give it some serious thought as I got older. It's like you know if I'm going to go to school, if I'm going to college, then you know why don't I put in the effort? You know, become get the English to get the master, and then work my way towards professor. But by that time, you know, we had three kids. There was just so much, so many barriers. And I was so close to this flavor of bachelor's degree. I just went ahead and got to bachelor's, improved our, our way of life as much as I could at the time. But if Which I had, was to... basically what I ended up doing too. Yeah. <laughs> So if I guess if I had to do it over again, uh, I would have probably either picked law or I would have really more dedicated myself to becoming a professor. But the, God knows where we would have ended up there. Well, and the aspect of that is that your grandfather was also a lawyer. Yeah, that's true. He was a lawyer and an English professor, even though yeah. I don't know that he ever practiced law, but he wrote yeah. like legal flavored poetry. Yeah, he, he got his JD from Stanford and uh, he was admitted to the Nevada Bar. So he could have been, you know, a lawyer, but Grandma said that he hated doing law. He hated law, and that's why he went into why he went to be. But he had his JD. He was admitted to the bar. So technically, yeah, he was a lawyer, but uh, it wasn't his thing. Right. It's just interesting that both of the career related to your grandfather. Yeah, and so that's probably. But it's. And, but I'd say those. Say those are my choices, not because of him. Right. But yes. he gave me exposure to that. Yes. And that influenced me. But I think after you know, at this age where I am now. Uh, looking back at my strengths and looking back at the paths, I think those are the... Well, and I could add to that. I think there are a couple of other ones you haven't... That you do find fascinating to interact with quite a bit. Political science. So mm. you could become a science instructor and or... 
Yeah, I'm not so sure about the journalism thing, but uh, I could see the cool science uh, because journalism is just, is, is, I have a lot of respect for journalists who pick that as their calling and who would do it well. The problem is there's who don't do it. And that's... Well, I'm not thinking of journal maybe that you're thinking of. I'm thinking like small town paper, mm-hmm. you know, just keeping up with the gossip around town situation because I think you're very good at that. Yeah, but I think the ones that you pick too, you know, teacher and be a writer, I think also if you were one. Um, well, the other, you mentioned throwing things out there. My very young childhood, and this is based on my experience at the time, I also... Uh, a Catholic and, you know, devote myself to God and whatever. And I've definitely grown out of that. But part of it was I loved the And uh, as habits evolved, yeah. <laughs> basically, when they became more like a regular dress, you know, just yeah, a yeah, headscarf, yeah. I was kind of like, eh, never mind. But that's, again, that was <laughs> something was, that you were very young. Was, I was prob- very young. The same age when I was, you know, thinking probably, about yes. top, so. Uh, so, so the path not taken. So these, these, all of these thoughts here, all of these uh, desires, all of the conjecture, whatever you want to call it, uh, are fuel for uh, being a writer. Mm-hmm. They're basically fuel for being a writer. They are exercises in imagination, exercises in what ifs. And these exercises are good for writing. And so we think about, you know, what what we could have done, and we've done a little bit of research. But that research, even if it's never used in, in the way of a career path, serves as future fodder or ammunition for books and yes. writing. So it's so the, the imagination is not a waste of time. You know, I remember being told you be you know you spend so much time daydreaming. I don't call it daydreaming. No, I call it preparing. <laughs> it is part of a writer's job to, and this is something that we actually do with the our collaborative effort right now is that we are doing some what ifs what if we story in this direction to mm-hmm. fix some plot holes so the what if can be very important to writing exactly exactly so for for those of you that are listening both of you that, that are, <laughs> maybe three yeah Ooh. we could have three Ooh. wow let's not uh, let's not so, get crazy but you know, do that daydreamer believer thing you know do that daydreamer believer or do that daydreaming uh think about those rainbows think about those possibilities think about those probabilities think about you know and even worse think about things that you know that you don't want to happen because all of that lends depth lends the richness of writing um how boring life would be if we all picked a single path and stuck to that path without considering alternatives without any imagine so so important uh, it, it's it, it's 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 out there you know having that strong imagination can turn into a successful writing career as long as you keep working on that what if and I think a lot of that plays you know, the popularity of reality scripted, but reality television is the so-called average put them in scenario. What if this happens and how are they going to react? So we're watching play out in front of us, but you don't have to watch it. You can do it for yourself. Sit down and think, okay, if I were put in that position, say I wanted to be on Survivor or something, how would I respond to that? Mm-hmm. And it can be anything that happens. You get a flat tire on the side of the freeway. Okay, I get the car off the road, everything's fine. But like you said, what if bad thing had happened what chance would that start that kind of thing can be really good exercise your brain yeah and keep exercising that brain of course yes. because you know movement is life movement is life so exercise that brain 
Exercise that imagination. Exercise that what if. Okay. Uh, okay. Good stuff. Good conversation. Good yes. things. And here we are again, learning stuff about each other after being, you know, you know, being stuck to, with each other for forty some. Excuse I'm me. Being totally in love with okay. each other. Now the other thing we need to talk about is choice of words yeah, because choice of your words. choice of words can change the meaning and yeah, the, the intent of. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Love you, dear. Love you, dear. <laughs> Okay. Uh, anything else we want to talk about in general? Think of anything. Uh, we have a really big week coming up, and oh, once we get past this week, hopefully things will settle down a little bit. But this yeah. is going to be a really intense one. So we wanted to take a few to sit and chat and get our brains in gear for our the next round of our deep editing session. Yeah, we we've, we're going to be uh, by the time that y'all listen to this, we're going to be back cracking open a book and in a chapter and writing and stuff like that. Send prayers. <laughs> and the outcome of this, she that hopefully next month or so we'll be doing a cover reveal yep. of the story and the title. Just crossed a year, we're seeing that. Yeah, we're we're struggling on this because there's a lot to be worked on, but we'll get there. Uh, we don't know if we're going to be doing a podcast uh, this next weekend. We usually do uh, podcasts on Sunday. We are debating taking a week off to depressurize after this week here. So we're debating that. We may do a late podcast. We may do an odd ad hoc podcast. But we're not sure yet whether or not we're going to be doing a podcast uh, next Sunday. So right. uh, we'll cross our bridge when we come to it. And we, if we have something to talk about. Oh, I'm sure after the end of this, we have, if nothing else, we can talk about how you feel about having survived the week. Oh, boy. What a week. Okay. Um... Commercial time. Yay. Uh, you can pick up on this podcast and many other podcasts over via our website at carsonhume.com. You can see pictures of us. You can learn more about us. Uh, and you can find links to our books. And if you are reading our books, please leave a written review because writers love written reviews. And as we say, almost every podcast makes us better writers. We're living that right now, Cece and I. So uh, leave us some feedback. Leave us some improvement. If you don't want to do it that way, then drop us a message and say, you guys suck. But at least tell us why we yes. suck. Please tell us. You are more than welcome to your opinion. We probably won't push back too much because into our anxieties, but it is good to at least give some background why you feel it's like this book is great. Okay, why? What yeah, did you why? like about it? That way we can do it again. Yeah, yeah, really. We wanted <laughs> we wanted to do it again because really writing is a case, sometimes a case of catching lightning in a bottle. Yes. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. I think we'll let you people get back to your real life, whatever that is. Uh, if. And yeah, that's it. So across the table for me is Cece. <laughs> and across from me is JT. We hope you have a wonderful last week in September. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. You're all you got.